Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is The Desire Factor. Well, I am so excited to see you guys um, coming into the Soul Frequency experience. It has been such a beautiful month of April. I absolutely enjoyed meeting you and hosting the workshop and all the beautiful insights that happened there. And for those of you that have already signed up for TSFE, you just made the best choice of your life. This is going to truly amplify the next level for you. And I'm so excited for you to meet your soul family and get to experience this beautiful, beautiful, and very unique journey. So for those that haven't had a chance to register yet, you can go to thesoulfrequency.com forward slash T. S-F-E for the Soul Frequency Experience um, and save your spot. We have a limited number of spaces. It's a very small group um, experience. And so I will look forward to getting to know you very well through the next uh, six weeks ahead when the program starts. And today we're going to be talking about the desire factor. And my guest um, who we're welcoming back to the show, she's been on the show, I think two other times, um, is New York Times bestselling author, Christy Whitman. She is a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and a law of attraction expert. And she is launching a new book called The Desire Factor, which is phenomenal. Uh, Christy has appeared on the news, the Today Show, the Morning Show, TEDx, and the Hallmark Channel. Her work has been featured in the media and various publications. She's been featured on Goalcast and People Magazine, 17, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, Teen Vogue, and the list goes on. She's the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy a 10-month Law of Attraction coaching certification program. She's helped certify over 3,000 life coaches and has helped countless others to unlock their power to manifest. She lives in Scottsdale, Arizona with her husband, Frederick, and her two boys, Alex and Maxim. So with no further ado, uh, let's welcome Christy Whitman to the show. Christy, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you back on. Oh, thank you, my friend. I'm so excited to be with you always. I love being in your presence. Oh, thank you. Me too. I feel like we're like definitely soul sisters, like definitely here um, sharing just so much about energy and frequency. And I love your work. Every time I read something of yours, I'm just like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Yes. I feel like we are uh, sisters in light for sure. For sure. So 
I'm really excited. And I, we're going to be talking about desire and your new book, which is coming out, The Desire Factor, um, which is amazing. And I wanted to just, I don't want to give away a ton about the book, but I do want to talk about desire um, and basically kind of how the book came to life. You know, it's, we've been in an interesting time over the past like year or so. Um, so can you start us back with some background on like, what was the birthing of The Desire Factor? Yeah, it's interesting because as you know, this is my seventh book and all of my books have come through as a like scribing, as channeling. So I never just seek out to go, hey, today I'm going to write a book about blah. It's like the inspiration, the information literally flows through me. And when it does, I know now enough to grab a journal, grab a pen and what flows through flows through. And so I was on a cruise, actually, this happens all the time when I'm on cruise ships, I get it, I birth another book. And <laughs> I was on this cruise ship and I had um, gone on this trip to the Mediterranean and I had gifted my parents and obviously my husband and I, and my two kids, we all went on this beautiful Mediterranean uh, cruise ship. And when I had gone, I want to say it was maybe seven, eight years earlier to Italy with my parents and my boyfriend at the time, my husband now, um, we were traveling all over Italy for like two weeks. We went to Florence and Venice and like Como and Positano and it was amazing, but I had just started my business. And so we went to Venice and I was literally, I thought I had just walked into heaven because I love fashion and even though I am so light and all about, you know, spirituality, I am so grounded in the beauty and aesthetics of really nice, beautiful purses and shoes. And I just love that. That just lights me up. And so we go into Venice and I'm like, what? I mean, there's Versace and Valentino and Dior and Chanel and Fendi, Louis Vuitton. I mean, I am like, what? And so I'm going into all these stores. And what I realized was I was looking at the price tags going, whoa that's great. Whoa. Right. And instead of going, Oh, I can't afford that. I realized I was aware. Okay. I just started my business. There is no way that it makes any type of logical sense for me to put down any kind of money on any of these purses or bags or shoes or whatever, because I just started my business. But I told my boyfriend at the time and now husband, I said, someday I'm going to come back to Venice and I am going to be super successful and I'm going to be able to come and buy whatever I want. I'm going to buy whatever purse in any of these stores that I want to buy as a measure of my success. And so here we are seven, eight years later, can't remember exactly the dates. And I'm on the cruise ship back from an amazing day. It was probably like when I'm at, on, on my rocking chair at the end of my life and I'm doing like the real, you know, looking back on the most highlights of my life. That day in Venice with my husband, having lunch and going around and shopping and going into Dolce & Gabbana and seeing this perfect little bag and buying that, this bag is like a symbol of my success. And so I'm sitting on this cruise ship and I'm looking at this purse and I'm like, wow, I said someday I was going to come back and I was going to be able to buy whatever kind of purse I wanted. And here I am holding it. And it was like, wow, look, look at the success. Like I was really acknowledging you know, the money I made, but more importantly, the impact and the fact that I, I was so successful, I could take my entire family on this cruise. And then the voice came in that said, that's so materialistic. And I was like, oh, here, here, it's like, this is a symbol of who I've become. 
And yet my voice was telling me, well, that's, that's, that's not right. Like that's so, you, you know how you, you know what you could have spent that money on. And it was, it was interesting because that voice came in and then I was hearing the council went then downloaded through me was that's what all people do with their desires. And where that desire, when I got lit up that first time I went to Venice, there is a, a part of me that gets excited for someone. It could be a piece of art for somebody else. It could be a pair of golf clubs for somebody else. It could be an idea of traveling somewhere or buying their dream home. For me, the way I felt, I was like, wow, like it's such artistic beauty. And I felt so moved by it. That movement, that energetic expansion is of the divine. And when you think about it, whether it's Fende or Dolce & Gabbana, those artists, they created a beautiful masterpiece. They created art in themselves. They were inspired by something greater than themselves to create this beautiful purse or shoes or whatever it was. And I'm a person that's attracted to that. I'm their, you know, I'm, I'm their perfect match. And so here it was, it was like this feeling of just exhilaration for accomplishing something. And yet the judgment came in. And how many of us do that? We receive this desire to maybe make more money or start a business or get a bigger house or buy the car of our dreams or whatever it is. It could be finding the love of our lives. And then the voice comes in and says, you can't do that. Who are you to do that? You don't know how to do that. Oh, that's so risky. Oh, that's so, that, that's so materialistic. And that voice is not of the divine because the divine is the one that gave us those desires. And as we follow with that divine inspiration, like I did all those years ago to say, hey, someday I'm coming back here because that excites me and I love that. And then I went to work, you know, not for the purpose of buying a purse eight years later, but because that's what was kind of like the carrot on the string. And desires are the birthplace of everything. I mean, when you think about it, Shanna, like <laughs> our universe wouldn't even be here if the divine did not have a desire to, to create all this, to create us. If the, if the divine said, okay, dinosaurs are where it's at, and there, there was no desire for involvement and to create human beings, none of us would exist. But there was a desire to have human beings and to create, create this. I mean, even when you think about our parents, right, whether they deliberately intended to get pregnant and have a baby, they had a desire to be together. And then that desire for a version of a human from the divine created us. And if our parents deliberately said, you know what, let's make a baby, right? There was a desire to have a baby. And that desire was met with that divine desire to create a human that was like us and, you know, had the unique experience that we had. Desire birthed everything. So why are desires considered bad? Why, why was that a, a bad desire or a materialistic desire? And when it really downloaded through me, and since I've been obviously channeling the council, it's like everything in our 3D world is spiritual. Everything in our 3D world is energy because you can't have a form that doesn't have energy underneath it because energy creates everything. So if everything is energy and all energy is divine, 
doesn't that mean that the plant is divine, the dog is divine, the book is divine, that purse is divine, the chair I'm sitting on is divine, the air I'm breathing is divine? Doesn't it mean that even the tea that I'm drinking is divine? Doesn't it mean that all of it's divine? And when we feel that complete oneness, that everything is divine, we're in that oneness consciousness, we're in that abundance consciousness, and we're not separated from it, like, well, this is good and that's bad. And then therefore I could have this, but I can't have that because my mind tells me that's bad. It's so true. It's so powerful. And, you know, it's interesting, like you bring up like material versus spiritual and like the connection of like, it's all energy and the voice, right? In our head, like why, what is the purpose of the voice that tells us like, cause I always say your heartfelt desires, right? Why would you have heartfelt desires if they weren't possible, right? It doesn't right. make any sense. Like there's plenty of things that are not heartfelt desires for me personally, or you personally, right? Or yeah. anybody. Yeah. So why, why would we have these desires? So what is, what is that voice? And what is the purpose of the voice that says to us, no, you can't have this desire or who do you think you are, right? To have this thing. Well, to answer your question, the heartfelt desires come from the divine. I mean, that if we feel expanded by it and that's that heartfelt desire, it's like that's divinely guided. And we know if something is not divinely guided, if it's coming from a place of lack, which is where that voice is coming from. So for example, if I have a desire to harm or hurt somebody, that divine, that, that desire is not coming from the divine. It's not a heartfelt desire. Hearts don't want to harm or hurt somebody. If we're trying to, you know, get a purse because we want to look cool, or we want to be part of the popular group, or we want people to like us, or we want people to approve of us, that's not a heartfelt desire. That's not going to move us to become someone that we're, you know, we want to become or, or better us in any type of way. When we're trying to impress other people or, you know, do those kind of things. All of that is coming from a consciousness of not enoughness, which is where that voice is coming from. It's the imprinted conditioned part of us that's saying, you can't, why, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? That's not possible because that language, that energy is not even part of the divine creation. And so when we know, I mean, I knew that I was, I'm sitting there in this full expansiveness. I'm looking at the beautiful suite I'm on on the cruise, watching my children play, you know, in the next room. And literally the, the wall next to me was all windows. So like we're splashing on the Mediterranean sea, you know, and I'm, I'm seeing this whole big wall, this beautiful day. And I'm holding this purse, just feeling so much gratitude. That's all divine. And then the voice comes in and says, so materialistic, right? Because there was something in me, someone told me along the way, that that's bad. And that's what I learned. That's what I was imprinted by. But why is that bad? What, what, is, what is bad about any of that? Was I harming anybody? No, I actually was doing really good. I, I, I gifted my parents and my whole entire family on this amazing trip. Oh, but you got something for yourself. That's so selfish. Really? Can't, I can't reward myself. I can't celebrate myself. That celebratory success energy is of our divine design. The divine is constantly celebrating us. And when we match that celebration of saying, woohoo, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to gift myself something, whether it's a massage or a new house or a hug or, you know, a purse, the thing doesn't matter. It's the act of what we do. And for each person, it's different. 
I have a client that she gets so lit up. I mean, like so crazy lit up by going to Renaissance fairs and dressing up as Renaissance, like a Renaissance lady. And I'm like, yeah, that does not do anything for me. I that love actually. that. That's so <laughs> awesome though. Isn't that for Isn't her? That exciting, right? When someone yeah. gets like, does something that it just lights them up and you're like, that's not my cup of tea, but I love that for you. Right. Yes, I'm exactly. so excited. When she told me that I was like, cool. Wow. I could see that, you know, that's, that's amazing for you. No, no, there's no part of my being that would even want to do that. Right. right? And for her buying a Dolce & Gabbana purse or any other kind of purse, that's just not for her. She's not into that. Right. But she doesn't judge me for what lights me up. And I don't judge her for that. It, but it's that mind that goes, but that's materialistic. That's an experience. Oh, that's fun. That's okay to have. Well, who says so? Yeah. Who's the, who's the judge and the juror? Yeah. Cause the divine is not judging us. It's ourselves coming from the old imprints of, and, and you know where it came from for me is that I was always, I, as, even as a small kid, I remember being in like fourth grade and liking designer clothes. And I was very particular about the way I looked. There was something that I just enjoyed about putting an outfit together. It was just ingrained in me. I don't know where it came from. My mom's not like that. I mean, she likes to look nice, but my sister who was just, would consider herself so not, you know, uh, shallow is what she would say. You know, that's shallow stuff. She would say to me, oh, you're so shallow. I'm like, why? Cause I'm pairing a pair of shoes with a little skirt. Why is that shallow? Yeah. <laughs> Cause you're so shallow, Christy. I know. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> is the, is the joke at the, at the, uh, Thanksgiving table, like what? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't, that didn't turn out to be accurate. Right. And that's the thing about those, those voices and the judgment though, is like, it's not accurate. No, it's not accurate. No. And you know, it's funny. I have, that's one of the stories I have in the book, but another story that I start the book out, this book started as a purse book because there's so many women like myself that get excited about high-end fashion purses. And for me, 27 years ago, I remember I was a smoker. I was living in a private hell inside of myself. I was stuck in bad relationships. I didn't have much self-esteem at all. I was doing, you know, smoking marijuana and and doing other kind of recreational drugs. I was not in a good place. And it was interesting because I saw a coach purse. Now it, it was like a purse at a store. And I said, wow, that's really cool. I, that's re- I like the way that looks. There was something in me that went, Ooh, I like that. And I made a deal with myself. I said, you know, the person wearing that purse doesn't do drugs, doesn't smoke. You know, they don't do that. I mean, I'm sure there's many people that have coach purses that do drugs and smoke, but <laughs> I, told, I told myself that and I believed it. And so that was my carrot on the stick. I told myself that when I quit smoking, I would then go buy myself that coach purse. And so that was my incentive. And I literally quit smoking, stopped doing drugs. I broke up with my fiance, all of that within a very short period of time. And I went and got that purse. Now that purse is long gone. I'm sure I, I gave it away somewhere along the, I mean, we're talking 27 years ago. I do not still have that purse. But 
I do have within me that person that I became as a result of wanting that purse. I'm still a non-smoker. I don't do drugs. I don't even drink alcohol anymore. I mean, and, and I started loving myself. I started learning about, you know, my connection with my divine. I met and married the man of my dreams and we have a beautiful relationship and created a family together. I'm a completely different person than that day when I saw that purse. So why is that shallow? It's not. Not. It's not. Because here's the thing. The divine knows for me in particular, what's going to light me up, what's going to excite me, and it's going to give me that idea and that desire. I'll give you a perfect example. When the elections were going on, I had a couple of clients that were saying to me, Christy, you should run for president of the United States. And I was like, are you mad? I have no, <laughs> no desire. That is like so not part like, of my No desire, desire. no desire. Yeah. There's not even like a thinking process <laughs> about that. I was like, nope. But, but you know, Marianne Williamson, who actually endorsed the front cover of my book, which that's a whole nother story of a desire factor. She was sitting in her room one day and got the divine desire to run for president and she went yes and even though she ran and she's currently not the president of the united states i mean who she became in the process of following that desire and also the people that were impacted by her by listening to a different point of view by hearing her talk about love versus fear and all that she did on that campaign trail and that's the thing with the desire factor. It's not ever about the end all be all form. It's about the energy that flows through and changes us and expands through us that we then get to enjoy that is forever ours. Because if the purse gets thrown away, we still become that person. No matter, she's not the president, but God, look who she became in the process of doing that. But here's the same thing, right? She was given a desire. The, the, the divine knows its audience. The divine knows that if it would have plopped into me, the desire to be a pre the president, I'd be like, uh, no, thanks. Just like I was with my clients, but the divine knew if we give, if I give that desire to, to Marianne, who was there in that conversation and loved the idea of it and was willing to do whatever it took. And she did that. That was the audience for that. That was the conscious leader that needed to get into this politics in the United States. It was not me. <laughs> I love it. And you know what it's making me think of as you're saying this is like, like, I love how you're talking about the desire being the energy, right? It's not so much about the end result, but it was making me think about um, the desire that was inspired, like how divine gives you desire. Cause the desire was inspired in me to write a book beyond me even knowing that I could or how to do it or how that was going to happen or what I was even going to write about. Right. right. But there was a desire, like, and it really was the sensation of being placed within me. Like I would have moments where I'm like, there was a part of me that's like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. But then there was this other part of me that's like, you have to do this. And funny story, like when this desire was placed in me, everywhere I went, like I could have been on a TV show, like some sort of weird bloopers show or something, because I would be like, for instance, at the grocery store and I'm standing in line at the grocery store and some random guy walks up behind me and I'm putting my food out on the conveyor belt. And he's like, have you ever written a book out of nowhere? Guy doesn't know me, right? Just says this to me. I look at him. I'm like, like thinking like God's talking through this guy standing next to me, right? Like this is so weird. And the guy looks at me and I'm like, 
did you just just ask me if I wrote a book? Like, like, where did you come up with this? And he's like, yeah, you look like the type of person that would write a book. I'm like, who looks like a person that would write a book? (laughs) When does someone ever say this to you? Right. And I would go all these places and it would come up that someone's either a writer or they're writing a book or I should write a book. Like, and I was like, okay, I get it. Right. I get it. I'm listening, but it's true that it was like, the desire was felt like it was placed within me, right? Like the divine was placing that desire. Yeah. Same, same thing happened to me with my coaching Academy. I had this desire. I thought like, Oh wow, it'd be so great to teach people how to coach on based on how I coach and all that I've learned. Right. And I thought, Ooh, I don't know how to start a certification program. And then I met a woman that started her certification program. And I was like, what did you do? How did you do that? Right. And then I let it go. The next week I had four different people all within Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four different people from different walks of life. None of them knew each other that all asked me, will you certify me to be a law of attraction coach? And I first, the first day I was like, I don't do that, Vanessa. Let me, I'll I'll tell you where I went. No, she was adamant. You're the one you have to teach me. And, And I'm like, but I don't do that. So there was the resistance, right? The second day it was like, Hey, I figured out what I want to do. I want to do what you do. Will you certify me? And it was this random guy at an event I was teaching the abundance principle at. And he came up to me after the, the class. And it was like a two-night event. And I was like, I don't do that, but I'd be happy to tell you where I got my certification, right? The third night, second part of the workshop, a woman comes up to me at the beginning class. I really want to get certified as a coach and I want you to certify me in law of attraction. And so I was like, okay universe, I am listening. If I was going to do a certification on law of attraction, what would I do? And much like my book, I put pen to paper and I started writing for hours. And after I was done, the modules, like what the classes would be, how many modules there would be, what, what time frame it would be. I mean, the marketing structure, it was like consciousness just like literally just downloaded a whole entire program how to do it, where to go, what, you know, everything. And I was like, okay, I can't deny this. And then the next day, someone, a client says to me, Christy, I want you to certify me. I figured out what I want to do. And I said, well, guess what? I'm, I'm creating a certification. And she goes, I'll be the first one to sign up. And she was right. So it's like, these are, (laughs) these are things that we cannot deny that is so much bigger than us. And that was a desire that was literally dripped to me with the exact information I needed at the exact perfect time with the exact actors, if you will, the people, I mean, come on, you're at a grocery store and some guy who ever right. walks up to anybody and says, have you written a book? Never, right? <laughs> I mean, who walks up to someone and goes, that's a coach, right? And they have no idea what's going on inside of them. And they're like, I want you to certify me. And it needs to be you that's certifying me. Never. It just, it's like, those are those moments where you're like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, I hear you loud and clear. Yes. And that's a desire factor. It's following really what the desire factor is about is understanding that yes, we are a three dimensional human being living in this world of form and substance and energy that we are literally co-creating our life We've, we decided to create it before we even came in here because we're energy. And when we are done with this, you know, experience here, we'll go back to energy. But while we're here, I mean, you and I have been talking for a little bit now. I didn't have to think about beating my heart 
my co-partner in life, my life force is doing that for me. I didn't have to think about, oh, I got to breathe for a minute. Is, my breath is happening whether I'm focused on it or not. I certainly didn't focus on growing my nails or my hair. All that's happening because my partner, my divine partner has that. And when we see that from the physical aspect of, okay, there's things that the divine does and there's things that me as the human does, together we create this thing called life. Well, in the energetic realm and in the desire realm, there's the same thing. There's, there's roles and rules, if you will, the divine gives you the desire and then it's up to us to align with that desire. It's the first principle I talk about in the book and how to align and what that even means. And then, you know, focusing and, and really setting ourselves up in energetic perspective to be able to have that energy flow through us. But ultimately we need to surrender it because the divine has so many more ideas and opportunities and potential and possibilities than we even know in our limited minds as as open or conscious as we are, we still have a limited mind because we're in the 3D world. So we give it up to the divine, but then we're the one that needs to, once we receive the actions to take, the divine can't take the actions. We have to, we have to get on the podcast. We have to write the book. We have to get on the stage. We have to move into the house. We have to call the person. You know, we're the ones that have to take the physical action. And so there's this beautiful dance between non-physical and physical. And that's what the desire factor is really all about. It's amazing. I love it. And you guys are doing four powerful coaching sessions too, as a bonus. I know for the book, when you pre-order the book, um, can you talk a little bit about that? You can go to the, you guys, if you want to pre-order the book um, and we'll go through the bonuses, you can go to thesoulfrequency.com forward slash desire. Um, but tell us about the coaching sessions. Yeah. So immediately when you pre-order the book, you get three really powerful processes. They're energetic infused, you know, uh, activations from the council. And so those are available like immediately. And then in May, we have live group sessions with the council. And in those sessions, the council is going to speak to each of those principles and in the order that they go, because it's really like the best way I can describe it, the way the, the council has given it to me, is there's lots of people that have learned manifestation principles, but now it's time they learn them in the right order because it's like a padlock. If you get the numbers out of sync, you can't open up the lock. And so these are literally the, the synchronistic order that they go in to plug in the formula to manifest what it is that you want. And so they are going to do live sessions. They're going to teach. They're going to take some questions. And um, it's going to be amazing, amazing community. And, and like I said, it's live. And so it's like a $700 value um, just for those classes plus the different processes. So we're estimating that it's about a $900 value for a $15 book. Amazing. What a gift. What a gift. And to be able to dive into the book and then have, you know, the coaching sessions on top of that. I love that, right? Like you're yeah. in the energy of the book and then you get to experience live the council. So yeah. powerful. Well, talking about the energy of the book, I mean, the book itself is, I mean, and people that have read it are like, wow. I mean, just the energy of the book, even with the galley, every word is infused by the council. And so it is one of those books where you just pick up and you can feel the energy radiating out of the, of the pages. And then it, it's one of those books where you just read even just like a paragraph, maybe even a couple sentences. And you're like, 
so connected and just like, whoa, you know, like it, it really just brings you to a whole different dimension of expansion. And so I'm just, I'm proud of all my books. It'd be kind of like me saying, you know, my, I like one child better than the other one. I would never say that, but I will say that all my books this is my seventh book. You know, they're all, all like my babies. This one is just so precious and I'm so grateful because for years I've been channeling my books. That's how I got into channeling. It's how I got into becoming an author and a coach and healer and all that. But now I know who I'm channeling and it's this beautiful partnership with the council. It's so beautiful. Do they want to come and share the council? Oh, they always do. <laughs> I would love to invite them on. <laughs> Their hands. Are you kidding me? They would never. <laughs> They're like, step aside. Let me in. Right? I will never miss an opportunity. Let me go get them. We are here. Hello, dear one. Thank you for inviting us in. Ah, oh, thank you. I'm happy to have you here with us. We are delighted. We are grateful to hear we have big ears and we hear discussions. We are grateful to hear the level of understanding of where desires come from, what the purpose of them are, and how really it's about mm, flowing life force through you. And that's what it really, that's what it's all about. And the desires are the muse, if you will, for, for life force to flow through. Mm, that's beautifully said. And so how, so how can people expand the energy of desire? So we've talked about, you know, being afraid of those desires, but how can we expand that? Well, it's really about being in alignment. And what really is alignment? It's your consciousness. So breaking down what is a human consciousness. We all agree, I think everyone agrees that every human being has free will and choice. And that's one thing that everybody has been gifted with. It's not some have it and some don't. Each and every person has free will and choice. You have the control, if you will, of your own consciousness. Some are more aware than others, but it's still ability that everyone has. And when you break down consciousness, it is the words that you say, it is the thoughts that you think, it is the mm, expectations, beliefs, perspectives that you hold, the emotions. We know you are very gifted in talking about energy and emotions and feelings. And it is the actions, because if you look at yourselves as a conduit of light, which all of you are, some have open, more open channels than others because they're more in their love body than pain body. And the more you release your pain body and bring in light body, then you are a more of a wider spread uh, conduit of light, much like yourself and Christy. You are very expanded in light, very dedicated to light, very dedicated to releasing what is not light so you can return more to it. And so when you are bringing in energy through your physical body, you are being an energy receiver well, of light, of higher frequencies. Every human being, just like having your own free will and choice, all of you are energy receivers. 
And it is the sales, the 10 trillions of sales. Your, your minds can't even wrap around what a trillion is, let alone 10 trillion. All of those cells in your body are like little energetic cups. They all have receptor sites. And when you are deliberately, consciously bringing in the energy of your choosing, such as joy, love, success, abundance, freedom, now you're filling up your energetic cups. Most human beings don't do this, don't know they can, aren't even aware of this, and they're picking up energy from other people, other energy of worry and fear and disappointment and all of these fun energies. So their cups are still being filled up, but it's being filled up with lower level energy. And this is where you have free will and choice to decide what energy you want to bring into your body. And as you hire, have this higher light come into your body and you're filling your energetic cups up, you're feeling good. And it is the feeling sense that helps your words and your thoughts and your perspectives, your expectations. And then of course, the actions that you take. Most people have it, if they're in personal development, have it backwards. They try to change the mindset and they think it's all about the mindset. Well, it's a piece of it. It's not all of it. It's about your energy and the highest frequency that all of you emit out is your emotions, is your feelings. And when you really get to the core of really feeling good, which is your natural birthright, is your divine design to thrive and to feel good. When you are in alignment with that all, now you are a receiver for desires and you are on your way to experiencing them as your reality. Plus, along the way, it feels just so good. You don't even care if the desire manifests or not because you feel so good. That is so beautifully said. And it's so true, that feeling line, right? That feeling and following the feeling. Do you feel like desire and emotion go hand in hand? Absolutely. Because one of the principles we talk about is the principle of loving. Now, again, most human people, when they hear love or loving, there's a lot of stuff that gets put on that word and the meanings and the all past history. We are not talking about loving from human to human. We are talking about the highest frequency in the universe, the, the manifestation vibration. We are talking about being able to align with that vibration of absolute, expansive, unconditional, high frequency love. And oh, when you feel that, that it, nothing can stop you. You are then a influencer of light and love instead of letting yourself be influenced. And when you are in the frequency of being loving, you are so attractive to all that matches that vibration. That is so beautiful. Thank you for the gifts of just, you know, really the vibration behind all of the words that you're saying that kind of really convey this desire and the emotional connection to what we can create in this world. Oh, it is our deep pleasure. We are grateful to have conversation with you today. And for the work that you are doing, you really are light sisters with this one. 
and it is really beautiful to see such beautiful light workers collaborate in the way that you are and enjoy each other and beautiful work that you are doing in your own area of expertise and work and and so we are grateful for you and sending you so much love and light and reminding all of you whether you know it or not you are infinitely loved be well dear ah thank you so much so as i come back in my body i always just get a nice waterfall of light so if everybody wants to just imagine a waterfall of light from the council, like a nice washing as, as if you're under a shower head of light, just letting light bathe you. Whew. How was that? So beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for writing this book and for who you are and for the council coming in to bless us and join us. I'm just... I'm so grateful. Hmm. Thank you, Shanna. I so appreciate you. I appreciate you you too. Thank (laughs) you so much. So you guys get your copy of The Desire Factor. Um, You can go to thesoulfrequency.com forward slash desire um, and join me. I'm going to definitely be there for the four powerful coaching sessions um, with the council. So come join me um, and let's just open up our desires together. What a beautiful journey. Thank Thank you, you Christy. Thank you. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. 